Lord, it's just really laid on my heart about uh, preparation in our lives and how we, um, how we think. I, I'm going to read from um, Romans 12, in the first three verses. It says, I, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Um, I know that when we gave a, when I gave my heart to the Lord, it was you know there was a change in my life just like that, <laughs> you know and. And uh, my, my thoughts are, were on different things than, than I used to think. You know, and that, that, that's our salvation. God's given us our salvation. Uh, that, that's a, a free gift that God gives us. But from that time, he, he started to what? He started to sanctify. He started to sanctify our lives. You know, and that's a process that happens, and that's a process that continues to happen within each one of our lives as Christian people, is that, you know, God's, through, through his, well, we talk through prayer, through, through the word of God. I always think of prayer reading. Uh, uh, I read a lot of pamphlets on uh, um, uh, um, Witness Lee, he was a minister under Watchman Nee. If you ever heard of Watchman Nee, but he was a great evangelist that was in uh, China, and he did a lot of writing. So you know, it was a long time ago. But Witness Lee uh, came to the United States. They got him out of China, and he came to the United States, and and he just talked about prayer reading. It's that that. We meditate on the word in which we, which we read. You know, you, you read it and you allow the, the meditation of God's word in our lives uh, to what? To sanctify us, to change us. You know, if we're going to be <coughs> a brighter light in the world, there's a process that's happening within my life and your life that's going to cause Jesus to have more room in our lives. <laughs> you, know, bef you know, when I first gave my heart to the Lord, you know, there was little things that were happening, but there's a lot of little things that were happening in my life that were changing in my life. And, it, uh, you know, we can, we can stop the process of sanctification in our lives. You know, that's something that we can stop. You know, oh, I, you know, I'm, I'm good enough now. I, I, you know, I don't swear. I don't, you know, I don't do all the things I used to do. <laughs> but, but God's was continues to work. You know, Paul says, "I have fought a good fight. I've finished my course." That was at the end of his life. That that Paul was speaking about his life and that he was continually fighting in his life too that more of Jesus can come forth out of our life, or that we become a, a greater light in the world. 
you know, it's kind of like the presence of God, you know, when, you know, when I'm at home, but then we come into a, a corporate body and the presence of God becomes stronger. And it becomes stronger in, in the midst of, uh, of the congregation. You know, and uh, so there's a necessity for the church. You know, I think uh, the necessity of giving God praise is it a necessity to thank the Lord for opening up the door for us to enter into the presence of God? You know, I, I think of a song, he said that I was living in a, in a world of darkness, but Jesus came and brought me to light. You know, and if, if nothing else was promised to me, <laughs> you know, a lot of times, you know, we, but if nothing else was even promised to me, he, he came and, and he changed my life. He changed my life. You know, and you think of the greatness of God. You know, all the things that are happening in the world that we live in today. All the things that, you know, we kind of, as believers, we enter into, we step into a, a realm of warfare when we give our hearts to Jesus. You know, I didn't have any conflict in my life other than the, maybe the police picking me <laughs> before I gave my heart to the Lord. You know, because, you know, I was probably breaking some of the laws of, of uh, society. <laughs> but but I, I was just a law unto myself. Did, did, just did what, what I wanted to do. Until I gave my heart to the Lord, then, then there was what? There's another nature that I was introduced to me, and that was the nature of God. And that nature <clears throat> was actually the old nature was fighting against that new nature. And that's what it says: the flesh wars against the spirit; they're contrary one to another. And so the the transformation of our mind is that God. Paul was just talking about, uh, I, I'm going to read it to be, it says to be conformed to this world. It says uh, to be cor or conformed means to form or mold. The world is the normal word for age. Instead of being molded by the values of this world, the believer should be transformed, that is changed by the renew, renewing of our mind. Spiritual, spiritual transformation starts in the mind and heart. A mind dedicated to the world and its concerns will produce a life tossed back and forth by the culture, or by the current of culture. But the mind dedicated to God, God's truth, will produce the life that can stand the test of time. We can, we can consider the temptation, or we can resist the temptations of the culture by meditating on God's truth and letting the Holy Spirit guide and shape the thoughts and beliefs. 
you know, the, the, this was being transformed. You know, it tells us not to be, conform, be conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of our minds. And this is what's happening within each one of our lives is that, you know, uh, I was just thinking of a military and, you know, uh, when I went in the military, <coughs> uh, they wanted to put their mind in you. <laughs> you know, and we always talked about it, says that, you know, there's the right way, the wrong way, and then the Navy way. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so they, they were what they wanted to uh, make you ready. You know, <clears throat> and that's what God is trying to do in, in our lives. We, we see a world that's in chaos. Uh, as we looked at the news thing, you know, there's just a world full of chaos. It's full of worry, it's full of, you know, and, you know, it, which is concerning to us, but it can't be our, our life. We have to be looking to Christ. Um, I think I uh, spoke uh, a couple weeks ago and I just talked about it. He said that, uh, you know, I, <clears throat> it says God is the source, means, and end of all things. He is the creator, the sustainer, and the goal of everything. Therefore, he should be praised and glorified forever. Everything. God is the source. You know, and, and if we allow him to be in control of our lives, we don't have to have to worry. All of the, all of the things that are happening in the world, I, I, <clears throat> we, need to, we need to sow God's word into our lives. You know, that it'll transform our thinking. You know, I think uh, I was, uh, as Deb was sharing about prayer and, and uh, how, you know, the enemy gets angry about people praying in, in tongues or in the spiritual realm. You know, and when we were, uh, well, in Zapata, and when we were carrying the cross across Texas, there was a, there's a lot, a lot of demon worship. And one of the smaller towns that's just north of uh, San Ignacio, just north of Zapata, they had, uh, um, well, they had these priests, uh, uh, demon-worshipping priests, that had taken over to San Ignacio. They had a lot of money and they came in and they bought up a lot of the places and stuff like that and they were, uh, they would have big things out in the woods and stuff like that. They, and there was a lot of that going on when we first started to uh, go to Zapata. And um, in the process of it, we met a, we met Christians in those areas, and uh, and one of uh, a good he became a pretty good friend of mine. Uh, talked about you know he said that uh, you know they call uh, their prayer channeling, and uh, and he said that you know all of these priests they'd be mad at him because they said that we know you were praying today, 
because it was interfering with our channeling. So the power, the power of God, the power of prayer was affecting their channeling. And they could, they knew it. They knew it. They knew that prayer affected their channeling. And they were, they were mad about it. And, and, and that, I guess that was the first introduction to uh, how prayer works in, in different areas of uh, in, uh, where the enemy is working harder and harder and harder. God's people, just one person praying. <laughs> and I, <clears throat> when I uh, was walking with the cross to Washington, D.C., there was a guy who said, uh, can one make a difference? Can one make a difference? And he spoke on Aaron when the curse came upon Israel. And Moses told Aaron to get the coals off of the fire, off of the altar, and pour it between the curse and the people. And it stopped the curse. And he said that one person... You know, and we see Jesus, one person, you know, gave his life. You know, they, I always think that it said that the, if the world would have known or if the world leaders would have known, you know, that uh, what, was, what, was Jesus, what Jesus was up to, they would have never crucified the Lord. You know, and, you know, and I always thought about that scripture and why, you know, and I couldn't put it together, you know. But they wouldn't have crucified the Lord because if they would have known that Jesus could reproduce in us little Jesuses, that he could live in our hearts and our lives, that he could be the light of the world through us, they would have never crucified the Lord. But they didn't know until Jesus died and rose again and started the ministry of the New Testament. They seen that, you know, hey, these people are, have been with Jesus. Because <laughs> Jesus lives in each one of us. And if we allow the sanctification of Jesus in, within our lives, he grows within each one of us. That light gets bi bigger and bigger and bigger within our lives. You know, and, and so the, Paul said, I press towards that mark. <laughs> David said, one thing I desire, Lord, that will I seek after, that I might dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to behold the glory of God. You know, in David's time, they had to go into the temple. They had to go up, but because of what Jesus did, he lives in the hearts and lives of his people. And we can be the light of the world, or he said that we are the light of the world. <laughs> but we, as we allow the sanctification of God in our lives, we become a light. And Paul said, I press towards that. I press towards the God change me. You know, that's our desire. God change me. As believers, 
transform me. I don't want to be conformed to this world. I want to be transformed into that heavenly place with you. That I can recognize, Lord, that, that, you're, that he's here. <laughs> it says, God fills the universe. He said, you know, they said, oh, who can build a house for me? He said, the earth is my footstool, heaven is my throne. <laughs> that means God fills the universe. How do we get into that? By the blood of Jesus. We enter into the presence of God. Yes. Wherever I go, you know, wherever I go, no matter if dating them are going to Africa, wherever I go, I remember God just really putting this in my heart when I, when I was out in a little ranch in, in uh, Mexico. <laughs> you know, he's with us no matter where we're at. That means he, he fills the universe. You know, have you ever gone out the last couple of nights or last few nights or throughout this week, we've had a full moon? And it's just beautiful all that night. It gets, it's cooler. It's just, and it, there's just something about, you know, and, and I, you know, they talked about, uh, I was in the Navy, and when we were at sea, the, the, if the moon didn't shine, I'd see the stars were so, so many. <laughs> so many. You, it's almost like you'd look up and, and, you just look how great our God is yes. by just looking at the creation that he made. That's the God we serve. That's the God we serve. Is he worried about anything? Is he in control of everything? He is. He is. But he, he's got to get us to think that he is. <laughs> yes, that's right. He's got to get us as people to think that, that he is who he is, who he says he is. And we do that by, by allowing God's word to be engrafted within our lives. We allow it by the transformation of God's word in our lives. And... Um, And that takes <coughs> being ready. You know, when I was in the military, we most of our, you know, I, I did go to Vietnam. I was in Vietnam for just a, well, for about four months. But the military was more, I always call it, I've been reading these books and it talks about practice. You know, and a lot of times he said that, you know, we have to practice in our minds to think on good things. We have to practice to do that. It tells us to meditate on, in Philippians 4. It talks us to meditate on these things, which are good, which are good reports. All, all of the things that are good. We need to practice to think that way. And when I was in the military, <clears throat> most of our things, were, we were practicing, which made us ready. 
You know, we practice warfare because it made us ready that if something happened that we had to go to war. We were prepared. God's preparing a people that, you know, he's preparing us for war. And we have to practice. We have to... I have to practice to go and be in God's word every day. I have to practice my prayer. You know, we've been trying this, uh, this half an hour prayer <laughs> of praying in the Holy Ghost every day. And, and how many things comes up during that time when you, you, if you're going to try to practice praying in tongues for half an hour? Man, you know, about five minutes in, you know, I maybe need to do something outside. Or <laughs> We need to practice the things of God. It says that, you know, I, I had a soldier, God, they, in the Bible they used soldiers, they used uh, athletes, and they used farmers. You know, and... Uh, you know, I, I think of farmers, we think of farmers today, they get up and they get into these big uh, tractors and these big, uh, you know, see, we don't get the right concept of farming, I don't think, when we think about, you know, uh, when I was, last year when we went to Zapata, we decided we are going to have a garden. <laughs> and we don't have a tiller, or don't have nothing. And so the hard work of a farmer was, uh, you know, uh, we always called the, the Mexican drag line. <laughs> the shovels. <laughs> and if you've ever seen any of the grass and stuff like that, that's in, you know, it, it's a lot of work. And I, I mean, I, uh, me and Mary put a lot of work into just getting a little, a little garden. <laughs> it was a lot of hard work to, to plant those seeds. You know, and as Christians, it's, it's hard work. It's hard work to get this planted in our lives, to get the weeds. You know, we don't talk about too much about weeds in Zapata, but they talk about, uh, we, I call it buffalo grass, but it's grass that it, it'll grow. They brought it in from South America, because it can sustain a drought. And as soon as it rains, it just comes back just like that. But it grows, the roots are right on the top of the soil. So half of the roots are above the soil. So with a regular lawnmower, it just chokes them out. You know? I mean, if you don't, I mean, if you're, uh, and Caleb's been wrestling now because we've fertilized that area that we, uh, we head for the garden, and now he's been trying to, get to cut the grass as it's growing because it's already come back. You know, and last year the grass was this high up against that wall. <laughs> and he's got one of those other mowers that cut it like this, but he couldn't cut it, couldn't cut it off because it just broke the string. The grass gets that intense. And so it took a lot of work. 
And in our lives, there's a lot of work to be done in our lives to get all the weeds and the roots and everything so that what, we can plant the seed in a good place. So it talks about the farmers that, you know, it's hard work. Christianity is hard work. It just doesn't come because I say I'm a Christian. <laughs> because we're in, we're in warfare. The enemy doesn't want us to succeed. He doesn't want us to shine forth the light of God in the earth. They said, that, you know, to him, he, he wished he would have never crucified the Lord. Because now he's got people all over the world. All over the world that are shining the light. That are shining the light. They're allowing the work of God to happen in their lives. And, and that's a great thing. And uh, he wants to live in our hearts. Why we're going through this process, why we're going through trials and tribulations is because it causes us to get stronger. It causes us to get stronger. You know, if we don't give, up, give in and give up. This guy said that, you know, I fell many times trying to practice the Lord. Work in my life. But I... I don't, I don't get feelings or any of those things involved with it, he goes. I just get up. If I fall, I just get up and, and go forward again. <laughs> it, because God is with us he, in every trial, every tri tribulation. He said, count it all joy. For the trying of our faith is more precious than gold. Amen? Amen. So I just encourage you, as the people of God, I encourage you to uh, allow God's word to be tr uh, tra uh, transformed, to transform our lives. And that's a, uh, why we, uh, I think a prayer reading, it's really helped me all the time, I, you know, to take that time. Everything takes time. You know, it takes time in our lives to uh, establish God's word in our heart, in our lives. Amen? Amen. But I'm willing, and, and you know, when you look at eternity, he said that Paul always talked about eternity. We have to, we have to look to heaven. What, what's, what's it going to be like in heaven? You know, God, Paul's reward, he said, was... He said, I, I pressed towards the mark of the price that I call. His reward was in heaven. You know, if you looked at Paul's life, <clears throat> his reward wasn't in this. Now, he's he seen many people saved. I'm sure he's seen the miracles of God and stuff like that. But he was looking to heaven. He was looking for eternity. This is where my price lies. It's in eternity. And we need to do that too, or we'll we'll grow cold, or 
we'll grow weary. We'll grow weary if we don't look to the eternal purposes of God in our lives. You know, and, and I still think of the song, and he said, if, if heaven wasn't promised to me, you know, Jesus came along and he gave me light. And, it, you know, and that, it changed my life. Changed my life. It gave me a, a reason to live. And I thank him for that. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Brother Jim, for that word. The peace that passes all understanding. I just dismiss you today with the love of our God. And remember, remember that God is in control of all things. Nothing happens. Absolutely nothing happens that he doesn't know it from beginning to end. You know, and all we need, all we need is Jesus. So, uh, let's stand. Father God, right now, we just thank you for who you are, for your great love for us. And Father, we would pray for your peace to invade our lives. For your peace to invade our lives. Father, give us understanding. Give us understanding about the things that we don't understand. And Father, now we just ask for your blessings as we leave this house. In Jesus' name, amen. And for all of you that want to stay for the wedding, I'd encourage you to do that. Thank you, Jesus. You're dismissed. You know, Dini and everybody was talking about prayer. And a, okay, a prayer that was in my heart was to have my son come live with me. And one day... I got a call from my son. Dad, I'm coming home. I said, what? Dad, I'm coming home. And we prayed about it and prayed about it. And Connor, can you just come up here just real quick? You know, since this young man has came into my life, <clears throat> been around my life, a lot of stuff has changed in our house. I know a lady said today that this kid is going to be a man of God. He's going to be a pastor. Connor, I see it in you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you. All right. Um, congregation, if you could help me put the chairs, uh, maybe leave uh, two rows and take the back chairs and put them around the tables, I would appreciate that. For anybody that wants to stay, uh, Stephen and Fatma would like you to uh, to stay and uh, for the wedding. Okay, so if you leave the first two rows over here, anyway, and the first two rows here, and then take the last two rows or however many it takes and put them around the tables. Thank you. <laughs>